Hi everybody and thank you for coming today. Um, I just want an overview of what all your backgrounds are and what your specific genre of music is. Um, Kezia, if you want to go first. Okay, so I'm a singer-songwriter, guitarist, I do like the tiniest bit of production. Um, my music has been predominantly R&B, but I'm going into like Afrofusion, there's like hints of high life, um, still keeping the whole R&B vibe and yeah, that's what I do. Obviously, it's Crims. I'm from Cameroon, you know. Obviously, born and bred. But obviously, raised here, raised in Cameroon as well. Do I'm a melodic rapper, you know. Rap with melodies. I sing sometimes, you know. So I'm an engineer as well. Record myself. Sometimes mix myself. I do Afro beats. I do everything, man. I just I let I let keyword melodic rapper in it. I just let the melody take me wherever I need to go, and I use my voice to back it up. Yeah, man. Active, MG. Yo, what's good? What's perfect? What's cracking? It's your brother, Rance. I am the founder of the Affination Show, along with Jay, actually, uh, London's biggest Afrobeats radio show on Westside Radio A9.6 FM. I'm also an Afrobeat specialist DJ. I have supported Wizkid. Uh, now I'm Marley before he blew up globally, like big, big, big. Um, uh, DJ Tunes and a bunch of other artists artists um along with Tory Lanes actually and Blueface and I love to push my culture through music mostly Afrobeats on the show we've interviewed Davido, Tiwa Savage, Afrobee uh you name it we've interviewed them apart from the only people we've not done is Wiz and Burner but that's coming that's coming but yeah that's pretty much me in a nutshell oh yeah also I, I'm a host and a presenter on YouTube and I also run a event company but obviously COVID ruined that and I'm currently setting up a PR company for music with with an Afrobeats and will be hopefully dropping my first single of the year single ever actually um this year that's an exclusive guys how do you think your heritage inspires your music okay I feel like for me it's a I guess it's the experience of um, Nigerian culture um, obviously before I moved back to Nigeria I didn't really have the experience it was kind of secondhand you know based off of my parents and interactions with them but when I moved back to Nigeria um, and I always say this the moment you step into Nigeria it's like the atmosphere is completely different like from the moment you land in the airport it's a totally different atmosphere it's a jovial atmosphere so it's just very lively and I feel like um, that playfulness and jovial kind of attitude kind of plays through in my music but I feel like that will be seen more in my later stuff and um, stuff that I'm going to release later on this year um, as I like do a bit more Afrobeat Afrofusion kind of stuff I should say um, so yeah it's just the atmosphere of it and just like this um, energetic vibe that you get from being African and I've like, been around Africans very energetic people um, yeah that's it. Yeah, man, for me, I think my heritage just plays a big part in my energy, man. My energy, my delivery, for sure. For sure, my delivery and how, I'm, how I like to rap. But um, my heritage played played part. But when I was growing up, because obviously I went to boarding school in Cameroon from like year seven to year 11. So when I was there, they will listen to a lot of Ivory Coast music, like DJ Arafat and stuff. I don't know if you don't know them, but them guys speak. Them guys speak fast. Like, do you know what I mean? They guys, them guys are on the Busta Rhymes thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, serious. Like, 
But that was everything I was hearing. That's what I was hearing all the time, all the time. And obviously, sub- I think subconsciously, that, that just paid a part because when I listen to my music now, sometimes I, I rap as fast as that as well. And like, in terms of heritage, like the type of sounds that I get inspired by, like, which is why now when I listen to certain music, like techno and stuff like that, it's a lot of digital sounds that don't really... It don't really move me in such ways, but when I listen to other muses that have like live instruments and things like that, like it, I get moved straight away because obviously when I was in Cameroon, um, like I wasn't in the choir, but I loved the choir. Do you know what I mean? And like the church service and stuff where they'll play the tambourines, they'll play all this stuff, like they play all these live instruments and there's a lot of vocals here and there. So that's I think that's very, that's influenced a lot more because now because of that, I do a lot of layers layers and, and, and harmonies in my music. I don't even know, like I didn't study music in it, so I don't know about the tremolo and stuff. And that. I know about it now, but I never knew about it then, you know what I mean? But I was just doing it because I was going off by ear and what I've heard growing up and stuff. So yeah, man, I think it helped me a lot, man. And it's just, the, just the energy, to be honest, just the energy, like it's always on a hundred, fam. Like if it's time to get lit, we're getting lit. Do you know what I mean? Even if, even if we're not getting lit, we'll find a way to get lit, fam. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, bro. <laughs> so I would say my culture has played heavily on my on the music I listen to. Obviously, similar to Jay, I was born in Cameroon, um, but then obviously raised in Europe or England, as you'd say. But although we were raised in England, our house, when you walk through the door, you're basically walking into like a mini Cameroon. So like when it from from food to um, music that my parents listen to because most at the time my parents were younger i guess the most popular music that same times was people like dj arafat awilo all the congolese and the francophone um speaking artists the old school ones so in the house that's what we grew up on we grew up on awilo we grew up on on coffee and all those old school francophone artists but then i went to a secondary school in the UK on like Jay and most of my friends were Nigerians so I just chilled with Nigerians most of the time so I ended up getting more into the Nigerian scene and sort of the Nigerian music and then when I started doing my radio show initially the perp- the idea of the show was just to promote Afrobeats in general I never said I'm going to focus specifically on West Africa or specifically on one country I wanted to just play Afrobeats I didn't care where it came from as long as it was Afrobeats I didn't mind but because a lot of my influences around me, my friends were Nigerian. I just naturally naturally gravitated more towards the Nigerian sound. And then when it came to doing um, interviews and things like that, the Nigerian artists kind of accepted me a lot more than other countries. So I ended up diving more into the Nigerian scene, like by accident, purely accident. And then it got to a point where we started doing the bigger artists and the bigger artists and eventually... It got to a point where we're now known in Nigeria. And because of that, a lot of the music we play is Nigerian. But I still try to make it as West African as possible because I am West African. So I play a bit of Ghanaian. I play um, a Cameroonian, Ivorian. But I will throw in a couple in the in the works. I play, I play Zambian. I do actually. Jay Trigger. <laughs> um, Jay Trigger is a Zambian artist that I play quite a lot actually. So I play Zambian, I play Tanzanian, East African, South African. But yeah, overall, I'd say 
my culture and being African is made me fall in love with Afrobeats. No, made me like Afrobeats, but then the actual sound itself is what made me fall in love with it. Yeah. How do you think that we can take African music or music by African artists global? At this stage, if, if you if you <laughs> you saw me get comfortable, so here we go. <laughs> If you'd asked me this question like five yeah. years ago, I would have been able to give you like a proper breakdown of X, Y, and Z. But at this stage, I feel like Afrobeats is so big. And African artists like Burner Boy, Wiz, David O, Tiwa, Yemi, like even the upcoming ones, Bella Shmurda, Zlatan, these guys are so big now to the point where I don't really think there's much we can really much more we can expect for them to to take it global. What they're doing right now is perfect. They are doing their job. From time when Beyonce is doing a whole damn album, Afrobeats influenced, they've done their job. Do you know what I mean? So I don't really like think there's much I can say that needs improving for us to take it global. Right now, I would say Afrobeats is global. Chris Brown's done three Afrobeats songs. Young Thug's done two Afrobeats songs. And Marion's done two Afrobeats songs. Rick Ross has done three or four Afrobeats songs. Beyonce's done a whole damn album. Afrobeats is global right now. No one can deny that. If they want to deny it, they can argue with the village people. <laughs> yeah, fam. Um, to be honest, yeah. I, what Roger said is very true. And Af- Afrobeats is global. But I still think there's... there's I still think there's a ceiling that we haven't reached yet. Do you know what I mean? I feel like it's, it's at a place where we can still go higher in it. And I feel like it's, it, it could, that, something like that can only be done in Africa itself. Like, if we set up infrastructures, like, for promo and for other stuff like that. Because, you know, in America, like, they have a lot of, like, you know, they, you know what they call a machine? Like, when you get a label and you get a machine behind you and then... But the infrastructure is there, I don't. I don't think it is, bro. No, it is. The infrastructure there. there. Look at take take Maven for example. Maven was signing you. Maven have been. No, Maven. Maven have been around for how long? And that's what I'm saying. But the artists that that, that they've got now global now. They've been around for like ten years, fifteen years. Which I'm talking about machine that can make someone go global in like two, three years from. They did that with Remo. They did that with Remo. They did that. Maven did that with Remo. Listen, Vemma signed with Maven, I think I heard of Vemma like two years ago. This is when he was still doing freestyles in his car and stuff. In the last two to three years, Vemma has gone more or less almost global. Like Vemma has, has done a US no. tour. He's done a, um, he's done a show in the UK. He's, he's been touring in Africa. That, well, listen, just because he's blown here, it don't, it don't mean that he's global worldwide. Though. I'm talking about worldwide. No, no, Vemma, you go Vemma's not big here. I'd say Vemma's bigger that's in America than he, than he is here. That's, that's, what, that's what I'm saying, isn't it? That's what I'm saying, that there's still levels that we can reach, isn't it? but it just needs to be more stuff put in place that will help us reach that. You know what I mean? Like Remo, what happened with Remo is great, isn't it? but there needs to be situations where, it, where Maven can't be the only person people that can do that and it can't be only in no. Nigeria that you can do that they need more places or in, in Africa where they'll have a machine like that that can push someone so like at least let's say if, if, if there was one Rema in every in every country in Cameroon in, in uh, Africa bro we're winning that ceiling we're going to break it yeah but you're it's looking at you're, you're, you're looking at every country in Africa not every country every, every no, country but in Africa, the question, all, the, question the, the question was the question was how can we take music in Africa by African artists higher but it it depends on it depends on the sound. I feel like I feel like each 
each um, section of Africa, each sound has its own time. I feel like the Congolese people had the time when our, when our parents was growing up. I feel like even Cameroonians back in 1995, Cameroonians had the time of Makosa and Nigerians had the, have the time. They're still going, but it's only recently, I'm a piano, for example, I started blowing up. South Africa's times only recently in, this, in the last year, year and a half started to pick up. But they've been doing that sound for years. So I feel like... No, because there's because there's no machine pushing it, bro. That's what I'm saying. There's no machine pushing it out. So define, what would you define as a machine then? What, what, what are the a machine is that machine? A, machine, a machine is like a... When you go to... When you get signed to a label, that label backing where they, where they have links to every single outlet in the world where... Have you seen like artists in America when they'll just come out today, but then you're hearing, the, you're hearing them everywhere? It's a machine that's putting that out from. Okay, and what does that you know machine I mean? come from? And, and, and how does how does that machine operate? By the machine finance, is like, right? it's like it's, it's like pe- it's like financing people, people as exactly. well, links. You can't compare. You, know I mean? you, you can't compare the, the 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 financial backing that American labels have compared to a financial backing that an Afri- African label. No, has. I've, I've, no, but it, this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying, isn't it? You can't compare. But which is what I'm saying. There's levels for us to go. We need to put them things in place so that yeah. we, it can take us there. But then that's what I'm trying to say. And what I'm trying to say is the only reason why America is able to release a song and you have it globally everywhere is because they have that those finances to pay X, Y, and Z. All of these people you're talking about, all of these pluggers, gotta be paid. Afrobeats artists or Afrobeats labels, they don't have that kind of bread. So instead, what do they do? They plug. So the she, that most bro, anyway, anyway, I don't think the bread is that much, fam. I don't uh-huh. think the bread is that much. I don't uh-huh. think the bread is that much. No lie. It is. But yeah, well, I, think we're, I, think we're, I think we're all good. Go on. Go on, go on. I think I understand what Jay is trying to say. And it links into one of the questions I wanted to ask, which was, and this is like later on that we brought this so early, is, is African music being appropriated? Because it feels like to make it global, you need to have signed with, an artist or like an in like industry out of Africa, but the royalties are not going to come to Africa that much, if that makes any sense. So the music is coming from Africa. Right, fam. Do you get what I'm trying to say? It's coming from Africa, but African am I not getting royalties? Yeah, of course. Exactly. That's why. So, what are your thoughts on that? When it comes to the royalties, that's down to the contract. End of the day musicians or artists are a product music is a business so if there's a product that's doing well you're going to expect other companies from other countries to want to buy a piece of that product to benefit them from a business point of view if that happens it's then down to the artist to make sure the contract is patterned so that that they get as much of that royalty as they want So in terms of it being appropriated, from a from a from a business point of view, but I don't feel is, like international labels signing uh, Afrobeat artists or Afrobeat songs is appropriating because that's that's a business move. They've seen that it's something that's growing right now. For that's a business move. Similar with um, international artists. If to me, if you're black mm-hmm. and you do Afrobeats, mm-hmm. to me, if you're black, you're African. So what, so whether you're African American or UK or German, if you're black, you're African. So you're allowed to do Afrobeats because you're African. It doesn't matter if you're Jamaican. If you're Jamaican, you're African. Whether you're gonna believe it or not, you're actually African. So. I don't think that it's appropriating from that point of view either. What I would consider appropriating is if a random Oyibo person came and started doing all kinds of Afrobeats and then it's because the infrastructure in Africa, yo, like stay in your lane, like relax.
Okay, so I wanted to kind of like backtrack because um, you know the question that you guys asked before about um, how can we push African music? Yeah, yeah. So I had a very straightforward answer to that. Um, like um, Rod said, we are actually doing well, um, but I feel like I feel like one of the major reasons why we are where we are today is because of our collective voice. If you guys notice, Africans make a lot of noise about their own especially Nigerians we've seen and so when we make a lot of noise and we put it out there a lot of people are like oh why who who are these people talking about and um as Africans we are the majority of black people you know Mm -hmm. and I'm talking about if we're doing a differentiation between African-Americans and Jamaicans and so on and so forth when it comes to the the majority of black people Africans are the majority so we make when we make noise a lot of people here and I feel like our collective voice has really helped us in pushing our own forward we even see that even in the SARS movement um, when um, the whole issue was going on Nigeria's made a lot of noise about SARS and that's why SARS was now put on a global platform meanwhile when you when you saw the issue um, issues arise in other countries um, and you know the various issues that they had because their voices were not the majority unfortunately their issues did not get the, the as much of um, attention as, Niger- as the yeah, Nigerian sure, issues sure. did so collective voice is a huge thing moving forward past that um to the whole issue about appropriation. Okay, so I, I I feel like before I was really more on that side of, you know, they are appropriating when they do so. I mean, when they, you know, take our music and they do this and they do that. Um, obviously the whole Oyibo thing is not even a discussion, that's straight appropriation. But but um, <laughs> but when it comes- Do you want to clarify Oyibo? Oh, sorry. Hey, Jordan, trying to get my- ambiguous. <laughs> Yeah, Rod, you said that you brought it up, so you defined it, fam. <laughs> um, Oyibos are non-black people. Yeah, 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 let's, yeah, that's good. Okay, calm. So, um, <laughs> so, yeah, um, but you know what, I was thinking the other day about how and I know this is not on the same scale or in, in the same, exactly the same context, but I was thinking about how, you know, Snapchat started with snap with stories. Stories originated from Snapchat. And then you see every other social media platform take on stories and everything. And why? It's because it's business. Because I felt before that, oh, this is just copying. And um, how can they just go and replicate something on every other platform? Like, it's no issue. Like, it's nothing. This all made me understand, wait, this is business. People go for what is um money. people go for mm-hmm. yeah for what makes money and so if afrobeats is, is making money and you know these um labels see that it's making money they're gonna go for it regardless yep. i feel yep. like i feel like where it comes in is that we as africans need to make sure that we're leveraging on that as much as possible yeah, um, con- with with contracts exactly and um, with having you know just make sure that we do our own personal research and you know what we can't beg beyonce to come um, perform in Africa but do we need her we don't need her and that's the honest truth but I have a question about this in particular so you know you said Beyonce did an entire album but Beyonce doesn't even do shows in Africa how can how can you be claiming an entire album and being like oh obviously her heritage is African but how can she do a whole album claiming her African side and then not even come and do a show oh yeah true at least one show <laughs> Okay, so on on the topic of this Beyonce thing, I've actually had this exact same conversation before. Now, the reason why Beyonce hasn't done a tour or a show in Africa, despite making a whole album, yeah. is because the 
honest truth is Africa is not ready for that level of, of, of a star to come and do a show. Um, first of all, the infrastructure is not, not, not there for her to travel between cities without her tour bus getting absolutely ransacked every second. But we've had Drake. But like, what, did Drake do a tour? Yeah, I mean, well, he showed up. He came to South Africa. It's better than zero. South Africa. That's true. That's true. At least one that's... show. Like South Africa has the infrastructure. They do multiple shows in South Africa. They go across South Africa. Bro, South Africa hold it, held the World Cup from. They yeah, no. So there is the space. If she was coming in to do one show, then that's doable. But she can't do a tour. Come like, do even... one show if you want to do a whole album. I don't back I, I, it. I, I, if you want to be then, like I'm African, then show up. But then, but then, did you did you notice what she did do? Every single person who was in involved with that project, she gave them a personal public um, acknowledgement and thank you, and and basically said, look, these are the people that worked on my thing. So. If anything, that benefits those people because they're, they're not no lie, no no lie. That that's not even benefit. She had to do that, bro. That's like me. Doing no, 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 no. Yeah, no, 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 no. Because you you not put my name on a feature thing, bro. You have to. Do if that. I if I've paid you for a service, I don't have to publicly thank you. Second of all, they all that? signed NDAs. If I've Who paid you that? for a service, I don't owe you a thank you. I paid you for how a do you service. Know that, how do you know that she paid them for a service? She paid them from. They were all paid. You no, know? because how do you the, know. Most recently, she, she, she gave a thank you to, to some girl. I, I can't remember what she does. And the girl came out and said she appreciates it. Because of the NDA, she couldn't, she couldn't say anything. But now that Beyonce said it herself, she can now start telling people that she was involved in it. They all signed NDAs. When you do this kind of project, you sign NDAs. And they were all paid. Exactly. No, no. Okay. Them people, them people was, oh, yeah, it was good she thanked them. But the people who were on the songs... She was meant to credit. She was meant to credit them. It's, they were on those songs as features. The people that are on the songs. Yeah, I know. Which features. is what I said. No, but when you said yeah, uh, people who you you said at first, people who have, who are, who are part of the project, she gave no, them okay. a thank you. Right, let, let, let me, and let I was me, like, yeah, and I was let like, let me put my stuff there. The features obviously um, were there. The people that were behind the scenes that didn't need to be credited, she came out and gave a public thank you for all those people. Those people that signed in. What's that behind the scenes? The people who are doing the choreography and that and the choreography, and the costume, the chefs, the caterers, the transportation, anyone that had anything to do with that project, which was like three hundred yeah. something people. She came out okay. and gave a, a public acknowledgement and thank you to each and every single one of no them. No lie, I think that just that's common courtesy. She don't need it. She don't need a medal for that. Exactly. It's courtesy, it's, it's, yeah, but but then that that is courtesy, but it's not it's not um, appropriation because appropriation will be coming in using them and then bouncing without acknowledging them. That's a, to me that's appropriation. This is obviously like a really like touchy topic, and there's on this episode alone there are two sides to the story some people think it's okay some people think that no she needs to give more credit where it's due do you think that as an african it's hard to get into music because like previously we're like oh like the energy in africa is a lot right and obviously like everyone's making beats even babies kids come out making beats and singing but not everyone's succeeding and you have all those talent, like all those natural talents lying around in like so many countries. You know what, there was a conversation I saw recently about, um, about what is, you know, involved in this whole becoming a star or rather the whole blowing process, right? And people spoke about how connections, of course, 
talent and they, they, the word they used was luck and um, how these three things play a huge part. And so when it comes to this talk of, of difficulty, I guess it's difficulty in how many connections you have, difficulty in are you positioned at the right place at the right time, difficulty in consistency, difficulty again um, in how much your talent stands out from the rest. So I, it's, it's, you can't really answer that question directly because there's just so many things that are involved in, in succeeding in music in Africa as in Africa especially but I think in Africa it does it, it is predominantly connections and uh, positioning <laughs> and yeah money and money and connections I can't feel like they go hand in hand but for I feel like if you're if you're a person that really loves networking then you can kind of find a way around the money thing but you still need money when it comes to radio promotion and I just recording yeah recording mastering mixing artwork distribution to be honest i i i I would break it down as simple as this blowing as an artist is not hard but it requires hard work if you're not ready to put in the hard work you're not gonna blow because a lot of people think that they'll just release a song and they're gonna blow overnight and they did it to do no promotion no this no that they don't Mm -hmm. invest nothing so blowing is not hard it requires hard work that's different that's it, man. No lie. And it's, it's no lie, it's a lot harder to blow in, it's a lot harder to blow in Africa, man. In my personal, my personal opinion. It'll take you, it'll take you, it will take you a lot like a longer time in Africa. Like you could blow, you could end up, you could end up being locally, like locally famous, like in your local town, or people knowing your town and that, yeah, that could happen easy. You know what I mean? Because if you're someone who's got energy, you're putting out good music and then people just catch on, you can easily catch on. But let's say once you want to start going nationwide and stuff like that, that's when you need actual promotion and it yeah. can get it can get a bit te- technical and like that can get a bit longer. I think the issue of that is because um, obviously having recently come back from Cameroon and obviously spoken to a few artists out there, I would say the main issue is a lot of them are not properly educated on the business side of music. So in terms of when it comes to the right, like knowing why distribution is important in the first place, why it's important to be on DSPs, why it's important to um, email clean like versions of your song or the right file format, all of this stuff. The business side of doing music, mm. a lot of these artists, they don't know it because the people who do know it don't want to share the knowledge because they want to keep the knowledge for themselves so they keep all the, so they gain more money. And the ones who don't know it, just go left and right struggling, putting out good music, but not getting anywhere because they don't know what to do with that good music. I'm actually planning on going back in December and doing a masterclass on this because so many artists actually don't know what the hell they're doing. That's amazing. And this like completely follows on to the next question, which is, um, would you ever go back to Cameroon or Nigeria to have a music career there? Oh, and why yeah. would you or would you not go back? Oh, well, Kez can take this and she's seeing as she's going back. <laughs> And she's already going back. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> you know what? I was just, you know, listening to um, how Jay was saying, basically, it's more difficult to, like, you know, blow in, in Africa and everything. And you know what? I've always, I've always felt it was the other way, ra- other way round. But I feel like um, knowledge plays a huge part. Knowledge plays a huge part in, you know, you moving back and you decide, deciding to do that. Because yes, for, for many people, it can be harder if you move back. And for many people, it can be harder if you stay here. And my un- my understanding is like, 
like um rod said there's so much there's so much as an artist that you need to know there's so much that you need to be educated about as an artist there's so much more that you need to to you know get so much information you need to gather but as long as you're willing to do that you know that will really help you and for me one of my key things that I've, that I've really been using on my journey so far is this networking thing which has really helped me so far so I've been networking with as many known names as I can I've been I'm networking with you know, popular musicians in Lagos in advance. So when I go to Lagos, I have people that I'm already making music with. I'm already planning performances. I have my auntie who's into that industry and stuff and who can help me, you know, get shows and stuff and just manage me in that regard. So structure is so key when moving back and also making sure that you're taking out the time to do the research and gather the knowledge because no one's going to do that for you. Um, I think it was... Um, Asa Sika that posted um, on his story, was it yesterday? I posted on my story. He did this post about, I think someone, um, someone uh, replied one of his questions and the person was like, oh, nobody wants to show anybody the way anymore. Like no one wants to show anybody how to like blow. And then Asa Sika basically replied, he was like, nobody's actually responsible for showing you the way. Sometimes or most of the times you've got to go out there and make things happen yourself and consistency is the key. So that's like one of the major things you need to keep in mind as an artist. No one's really, it's rare to find someone that's gonna go out of their way for you to like, you know, build up things for you and show you how to do yeah. whatever. You need to be willing to put in the work yourself and go out of your way. There are a lot of my friends who know how deep I am into this whole networking thing and how much it's benefited me. And they'll just hit me up talking about, oh, connect me to this person and connect me to... And I'm like, that's not how it works. <laughs> you need to offer value and you, you need to put out content and people need to see you. And your visibility is not based on me. Your visibility is based on you. So structure mm -hmm. and having the knowledge is so key to moving back and for me I, I feel like I have those two things and not only do I have them but I'm, I'm expanding them consistently which is necessary and so I feel like that's going to help me that was really good like what you said about people trying to use your platform as a way to succeed but it doesn't work that way because you have work to do yourself and also like what Rod said about the masterclass is really good and even leads on to the next question which is can Afrobeat and other African genres be taught to people um, within the continent? Um, because like people teach R&B, um, you know, other different musical genres. So can Afrobeats be something that, you know, within the country, because we talked about royalties, we talked about all these different aspects and um, people not having the knowledge and there's like acting school, dancing schools and Afrobeats has become huge. So can it be taught in, you know, and not just Afrobeat, but other African genres? I feel like, I feel, okay, I feel like, just like anything else, Afrobeats can be taught, whether it's producing, you can teach a producer how to produce Afrobeat sounds, whether it's um, recording, you can teach someone how to record an Afrobeat song or sing or rap or X, Y, and Z. But then the one thing that I feel that a non-African would lack in is that African source. Like you have to come with that African swag. If you ain't got that, your song will be good, but it won't be there. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It will be okay. It will, it will sound Afrobeat, see, but it won't have that, that, that ginger. Yeah. The, feeling, the feeling won't be there. Yeah, it won't have sound that ginger. And you see that ginger, yeah? You can't teach that. You're, either you have it or you don't. You're born with it or you don't have it. You can't yeah, teach man. that. Because <laughs> even some Africans yeah. don't have that ginger, bruv. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Some Africans don't have that ginger, so it's not you can't just teach that. You, either you've got it, 
But you don't. You can teach you know him how I mean? to make a good Afrobeat song, but it won't be. Yeah, great. it won't mm. be great. Yeah, for it to be great, you need. Yeah, no, like I was gonna say, I'm I'm conscious about that for myself as well because even though I spend time in Nigeria and everything, there's still this really strong British side of me. So when I yeah, <laughs> so like when I'm like recording, like for example, the new songs for my EP, they're they're high life infused with Afrofusion and everything, and I have to I'm trying to make sure consistently that my intonations are hitting and just different different things because you can't come on the Afrobeat song and sound Sounding like British. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? You like, can't. Like you just came, you just came back from your bush full or something. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. I need I, I need and that's that's we connect with as Africans we connect with our music because it feels like home. It feels like yeah. us. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if if that is lacking and that's something you can't really teach. I feel like you it's can't. either as a person it's either it's in you and then you're trying to get it out or oh, yeah. it's just not it's just yeah. not there. Not yeah. No, for yeah. sure. Like right, like right now, right now, like I'm even trying to, I'm even trying to. I wanted to go back to Cameroon for holiday because I wanted to start like putting pigeon in my raps in it. Mm. So at least that way, like people f- back home, you know, they can, they can get a connection. You know what I mean? They can hear yeah. me speaking in pigeon. They can hear me speaking in pigeon. Be like, ah, right, cool. This is one of my brothers from. You know what I mean? Mm. This is not like. You know, sometimes when you're just speaking English, like, like, oh, yeah, 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 there's no connections. But when I yeah. speak pigeon, drop like pigeon slang, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is my guy. You know what I mean? But, but you know what? Else I, can't get that, I can't get that pigeon slang out right now because I've been in England for so long. Yeah. If I try to say it, it won't come out right. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Especially like when it comes to you, Jay, as well. You rap so fast sometimes that like, even I can't understand what you're saying. And yeah, bro. Like, we're related. You rap bare fast sometimes. <laughs> Maybe like Lil Wayne or Buster Rhyme. I that. did that. I did that. I did that. Arrow fatting. Oh, I listen to your songs like one yeah, second at a time to beat the lyrics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. And I was even thinking about pigeon, like, yeah, uh, you, yeah go on. Come, if you come, with, no, I was like with pigeon. If you come with a British accent and pigeon together, bro. Nah, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like, it's not man it's not like now when i start to, like, now now all my friends call me from cameroon and i speak pigeon man can man can hear that i'm fresh like i'm yeah. speaking pigeon and i'm fresh bro as that make sense yeah you know what i mean so i wanted to, I, I need to go back stay there a couple months like get it proper in me in me mm. then it's i can so start key. recording over yeah it's so key like even like for like my music now i'm from the northern part of nigeria so i'm i've been putting yeah. house in like my songs here and there Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not. Ha- I'm not Hausa. I'm from the northern part of Nigeria. I'm from Kaduna, but I'm from two minority tribes in Kaduna. So mm-hmm. yeah, but obviously we predominantly speak Hausa. So, so yeah, I've been trying to put like um Hausa in my music, which I have been, and uh, I'm very conscious again of like intonations and stuff because people will pick that out, like, especially yeah, like my of course. North- <laughs> my northern friends are like it doesn't sound like you're saying what you're saying. So I need to make sure that I'm re- like recording. doesn't matter how many times, because these, these are the things that will make people pay attention. Like, yeah, these are the yeah. things that will, that will make people feel. And here, here's the thing. Africans don't like um, IGJBs or IJGBs. Like no one, so I should expand what that is. No one likes the whole, I just got back vibe. You know, oh, I just got back from English. Yeah. No one. <laughs> yeah, like bush, bush follow, bush follow. That's what I said. Like, like I just no came back from England and that. Yeah. Like it's only yeah, good in certain circumstances. When it comes to that, you know. Guy, they don't like yeah. it. Like, they don't. 
So I always make sure, like, even even in my networking, I'm, I let them know, see, I'm in London, but it's not like that. Like, I'm I'm with you guys. And I have to make sure that I'm putting that out even in my music. So, yeah. No, for sure, man. It's needed, man. It's needed. Because I need it. Like, sometimes I was speaking to my dad over days. Like, it's like, bruv, like, even though I'm rapping in English, it's all good and that. You need to rap in Pigeon because that's my, that's my identity, fam. Like I, I don't know my, I don't know my language in it, my Cameroon language, my village language in it. Pigeon is the only thing that I, that when I speak it, anyone will associate me with as an African straight away. And it's like I need to start putting that in. What does the music industry in Africa look like moving forward? What challenges does it face, and what can be done to overcome them? Mm. Mm. Should I say that? Go on. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so one one trend that I've noticed. So okay, before I say this, let me just put out now. I like to see myself as like a like a trend spotter in it. I tend to notice things before they happen. Like, for example, Iskaba. I said it will blow before it blew. Ask Jay. Jay's my witness. <laughs> There's bare yeah. songs that I feel blow before they blow. Now, one trend that I've noticed quite heavily in the last three or four months is a lot of Afrobeats artists are not really doing the traditional Afrobeat sound no more. They're mostly doing the Afrofusion thing. So I, in the future, I can see the sound that we recognize now as Afrobeats being completely different in about five, yeah. ten years' time. I can see like this whole Afrofusion. It will get to a point where most people will sound like Fireboy from his Apollo album, where it's just so infused that you can't really... You can tell it's Afrobeats, but... At the same time, it sounds like so many other things. Obviously, there will there will still be um, artists like David o who still do Afrobeats and stuff like that. But look at Wizkid's latest album, for example. In my opinion, that's not an Afrobeats album. That's to me is a Bashment album, like with like Bashment. I'd al- call it. <laughs> it's a ba- to me. It's a Bashment album with like a little You're bit of Afrobeats. <laughs> no, for real, for real, and that's Wizkid. That's like our biggest artist, and he's not really doing our traditional, the traditional sound mm-hmm. we're used to no more. Look at Burner Boy's album. Like, where the hell? Is- one thing, one thing I'll say is, yeah, that's happening because Afrobeats is is. I like that that's happening. I don't because because anything that stays the same forever, people don't like it, bro. You know what I mean? If something is changing and growing, it's because people are taking it in and it's been accepted around the world. So when things start get get start to get accepted, it has to change, innit? Like hip hop, hip hop. The oh people people say about the old hip hop, the boom bap thing. They say like, oh look look at hip hop now. People are saying I don't even care if you cry. But bro, it's, it's you know what I mean? It's because of those songs that hip hop hip hop is the number one genre in the world now, innit? Sooner or later. The way Afrobeat is going is going to be the number one genre in the world, and it's because of these people like Fireboy, mm. this Whiskey album. Do you know how many non-African people I know bang that Whiskey album? But his last thing, they don't bang it like that. Fam. Yeah, yeah. The a the AO thing, and I hear what you're saying. I hear exactly what you're saying. We've spoken about this anyway, because like the the traditional dance thing in it, but now this Whiskey thing is more like a slow. It's almost, it's not like, it's not, Bashment was a stretch. Bashment was a stretch, no lie. <laughs> Bashment was a stretch. <laughs> that was a stretch, but I hear what you're saying. Like, it's more slow, low tempo, it's but not, it's, it's, still, it's still got Afrobeats there. It's Wait, not even what, that what it's slow. 
What made you say investment, though? Yeah, let me break it down, <laughs> isn't it? It's not even that it's slow. I would say it's more, okay, maybe dance was the better word to use. It's not that it's slow. For me, I define Afrobeats by the sound of the beat. So whether the artist mm. is speaking in pidgin or the they sound African, I don't care. Like you can you can do any of that on a hip hop beat. If the beat doesn't sound African to me, it's not an Afrobeat song. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So the reason why I said Wiz is more dancehall is because a lot of the beats don't sound African to me. They sound more of that Jamaican reggae type beat, which is why I said it's not an Afrobeat album. Okay, I get that. I get that. You know what I'm saying. So yeah, you can like smile. You can say all the Jayo Jayos, all the all the um Makilo Bay, anything else to say. If if <laughs> if the beat doesn't sound African to me, it's not an Afrobeat song. No, I hear you. I hear you. But yeah, basically, I can I can see the future of Afrobeat sound just changing. This Afrofusion is becoming a more popular term and a more popular mm. genre, and and Ote as well. The Ote vibe, yeah, Ote music, very yeah. popular. Now. I just. I just, I just hope, because now I'm already seeing a lot of record labels in America go to go to Nigeria and stuff and start making like branches like yeah, university, Jam. university music, yeah, university music Nigeria. Jam. That's what's gonna happen, and then sooner or later, all the African artists are gonna sign to them, man, and then them man are gonna take all the peas and mm. it's gonna go back to America. Which is why I said that we need more machines. They're, they're only, they can't be just one maven, bro. It needs to be more. Because that's the only way that we're going to keep the money in Africa, fam. If not, it's yeah, just going to keep going out of them. But that's why, I'm, that's why I'm also saying... And those things are not hard. Just... Those things are not hard to do because people have money in Africa, bro. There's money in Africa. There's, money, there's, there's millionaires in Africa, bro. There's millionaires. So I'm not accepting that, ah, oh, there's no... Bread, no, no, no. Nah, you're right. You're right. You're right. There's millionaires, yeah. But here's the thing between, um, in my opinion, between African millionaires and European or American millionaires. African millionaires only invest if they're going to get a return of a profit that will be beneficial for them. European, basically, oh, you buy millionaires, they're happy to invest in Louis Pease. <laughs> they don't mind. Mm, yeah. So, like, there's millionaires in, in America and, and the UK and France, they're putting money into these labels. If they lose it, oh, it is where it is. We'll just go and make another couple here and there. Africans nah, don't, I don't think, I don't think Africans so. don't invest into and unless they know, cool, there's I'm going to get X amount of money back out of that. So a lot of these labels... Straight, straight away, straight away. So That's a lot, a, think, a lot of these labels, like, like people like Maven, Maven is mostly funded by Don Jazzy and D Prince. That's most, mostly funded. If they have any like behind the scenes funded, I don't know, but mostly pushed by uh, Don Jazzy and, uh, and D Prince. Uh, Chocolate City, they're funded by people who are based in Nigeria and they started from the bottom up. Any, 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 like Universal, for example, like you said, they, Universal Nigeria has been there for a while. Warner Music is there as well. Def Jam is there as well. They've recently opened their branch last year. We do have leverage. These guys are funded. That's the issue. Yeah, but then what I'm saying is if you have the contracts in place that's, that you don't get finesse as, or exactly. whatever. How can you not get finesse, bro? How, bro, read, you, read no your contract. Bro, if you read your contract, yeah, and you don't have no leverage... They say, cool, bro. We don't need to sign you, fam. If you're a desperate okay, artist and get out of Nigeria, bro, you're, bro, you've seen the yeah. conditions in Africa, man. If man didn't put a paper in front of you saying that your life is changing now, you're signing, fam. Okay, you're so signing. Take, like you're, sign, yeah. you're signing not for you. You're signing not for yourself. You're signing to take care of the rest of your family and everyone else that's suffering, isn't it? At that point, you're not even thinking about yourself, fam. Which is why, if there's more infrastructures like that, 
in people in Africa with those things, they're more likely to give you better deals. They're not going to give you a sick deal because it's still business. No lie. But they're more likely to give you a better deal because, oh, listen, this person probably, this person is like from Africa, and I don't want to do him dirty. These men from universities in Africa, they don't care. They're looking to take 8% profits, bro, or something, something like that, and take it back to America from. Which is, from, which is why my answer to your question, Diana, I feel like Afrobeats is going in a very good direction because I feel like it's, it has always been. But I feel like the way it's going now, it will be accepted a lot more by a lot more people, in it? A lot more people because not, not, nine times out of ten, not everyone, not everyone really likes, not, it's not everyone that likes to dance, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know definitely. why, but this new sound, I don't know why, no lie, but this new sound of like R&B infused with Afrobeats, a lot of people like that, in it? Mm. I kind of like it as well. It's, it sounds kind of nice on the ear, innit? I can play it when I'm like, going to bed i don't you know different but vibes. then is so is that what that, we is that what we want do we want to change the genre so much just to make it palatable just so people will buy it no but, it? but it's not it's not by choice though we're, we're not we're not the ones it's not like well, it's, but musicians but, musicians are making music like artists yeah, are true. making the art so we have some kind i say we i'm not like, an artist but <laughs> no i was gonna say i don't think i don't think we should i don't think we should purely see it as like maybe us being changed i think we're also evolving we're, we're taking oh. stuff that we've heard we're taking stuff that we've heard in our childhood and like putting that in and what we heard in our childhood a lot of the time was that was was predominantly western music so we're mm. taking a lot of this western music exactly that's when we when we hear the old scene we hear a lot of r&b you know chords we hear a lot of um you know different types of things and we're putting that in today when i when i make the music i make today i don't see it as a westernized version of, of my music i just hear see it as a collaboration of all the sounds i've heard and mm. so i guess we need to balance we can balance that view out and saying yes in some cases especially when you sign to western labels they may try to change your sound and make it more palatable to the west but sometimes yeah. also it's just us taking what we've heard growing up and even what we hear today mm. sounds that we enjoy and you know putting that in um you know like for example Nigeria's taking taking a lot of Amapiano piano and putting it into their music as well because they like it. That's essay sounds, but we're taking it and, and we're putting it in our music too. And um, mm-hmm. some some people might say, "Oh, do it because that's what's popping right now." But actually, Nigerians like Amapiano. We love it. We we love it when we hear it. And so we're taking on that sound as well. So yeah. I guess there's a balanced view of that. Yeah, like to to be honest, music is R and B in it, rhythm and blues from like for like. I'm not gonna lie. Before anything, before any, before there was any words in, in music, anything, there was melody, and then for melody it went to R and B. Rods, eyes. No, no, no cap, no cap, no cap, bro. Like look at if you listen, if you listen, if you listen to Fella, Fella, Fella and them man in it. I've never, I've, I've, I've listened to one a few songs, but the way he's delivering, the way he's delivering his vocals, is almost like he's he's singing R and B. The way he's stretching it and stuff. You know what I mean? Although it's on like... I feel beat, like every question, every question you guys have just deliberately disagreed. It's not even like you're related, you know? Nah, nah, nah. It's, we're not disagreeing. We're just, you know... <laughs> I disagree with what you just said. I'll be real. I disagree with what you just said. I don't... What are you talking about, bro? How can you say, how can you say Afrobeats? Bro, there's no blues. <laughs> well, the, blues, Afrobeats. There's, there's, there's melody, bro. There's melody, bro. Melody is, 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 is R&B from... Melody. Rhythm and blues. So wait. What? R&B stands for rhythm and blues. I know, but rhythm and blues extended for melody, bro. 
Melody, where, do, where, where does music, where does music come from? Melody, writing music, you're writing melodies, bro. You're writing notes, notes and all that. That's all melodies, bro. So when you're hearing all the drums and that, well, that's 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 that's, that's rhythm and blues, yeah. Bro, that's that's before I'm saying before all the drums and that. But that's Everything, what I'm saying. That's the listen, fundamentals of Afrobeat, yeah. the drums. No, listen. No, I know, I know, I know, I know. Happy R and B. The fundamental Afrobeat is the drums. Bro, I'm, listen, 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 listen to what I'm saying. I said now where it's going, these lot the Afrofusion and stuff like that that you're hearing, is because of the of R and B. When I was growing up in Cameroon, like like Kesia said. Everything that was shown on TV is just Western music, bro. Most of these kids grew up listening to R&B for their whole lives. Do you know what I mean? Watching it. Not because they wanted to watch it, but that's because when they're switching on TV and they're seeing some mad artists on stay on TV, oh, who's this, this guy looks sick? It's probably like Aaliyah or Mariah Carey or, or someone singing, fam. So now they're, they're, they're influencing it. They're putting it in their music, fam. They're mad vocals, you know what I mean? But okay, I if you're talking about Afrofusion as R&B, then yeah, that makes sense. But then to say that Afrobeats is R&B, yeah, I don't know what you smoked. Can I no, to- man, listen to it. You're, you're, you're misconstruing my words. You're misconstruing my words. I said music period came from R&B. So when you say music period, are you including Afrobeats in that in that, in that I'm including Afrobeats as well. Is there no melody in Afrobeats? There's drums, there's melodies. Wait, wait, wait. I know, I know, I know, I know, yeah. But is there no melodies in Afrobeats? There's no, there's no melodies, yeah? It's no, just the drums. No, there is. There's melodies, but the fundamentals is the drums. So you can't no, skip listen it to for the, the drums. Listen, the drums is the first thing. Listen, no, the drums is the first thing, but people don't listen to just drums, fam. They listen to vocals as well. But the drums the is what makes the beat an Afrobeat beat. Bro, listen to what you're not I feel like we're never going to come to the You don't understand what I'm trying to say, fam. This is never going to end. <laughs> this guy's not understanding what I'm saying, but... You're not understanding what I'm saying. I get what you're saying, I'm yeah? understanding what you're saying. I'm saying that... Af- you're saying that Afrobeats, the main thing that defines Afrobeats is the, the drums, yeah? Yeah. But, uh, that's the what you're saying. saying. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that's very true. That's very true. Yeah. But music, period. Music, period, is melody, bro. Period. Af- and all Afrobeats songs now, there's, there's yeah, vocals like- on there, aren't there? How the vocals are stretched out, elongated for melody. Because that's how you that's you need melody in every song, any whether it is drums, whether you're whether you're hitting, whether you're hitting on the wall like this, bro. But then but, if but you then, sing over it, it's still a song. Not not all Afrobeats is melodies. Like Fuji, I wouldn't say Fu, Fuji really uses melodies. You know what I'm saying? What's, 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 what's that Maya song? Listen, whenever you put vocals over something, it's meant that you do, you're using melody. No, but I, but I wouldn't say food. It depends if it depends if they're singing or what. I wouldn't say food. Food, for example, I wouldn't say it uses melody. Listen, you're, 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 what you're referring to is the Afrobeats that don't have any vocals. No, Fuji is vocals. Yeah, bro. for sure. Fuji is Listen. vocals, fam. It's tradition. It's, it's like Fuji is like more traditional. It's like traditional um, Nigerian Afrobeats. Like, I, they, them men don't really sing. They're just. I can't describe. Make, make noises, yeah. Just make noises in that. No, I don't make, make noises. Sounds. Like, it's just like, make sounds. It's like. They don't... <laughs> Give an example. Give an example. Back it up. Give an example. Okay. Um, because I'm not Nigerian. So do I can't, one okay. sound. Do one sound. Do one sound. I'm not Nigerian, so I can't give an example of. So someone but, you, but you've heard it, bro. You've yes. heard it. Yes, someone like Fellow, I, I wouldn't say he was singing per se. Like, I would say he's... Oh, goodness. Sorry, guys. 
No, listen, I get what you're saying, but he wasn't singing, but the way he was projecting his voice and that he's using melody, it's melody, bro. He's not just saying the word, he's not just saying words stagnant, bro. He's elongating it, pushing it out, like, you know what I mean? That's melody. I don't think you've heard any fella tunes, you know? Bro, like, he's dumb, bro. I've heard like two or three. I haven't heard bears. I've heard like two or three. Let's just agree to disagree because I feel like we have to go to the next topic or something. <laughs> cool. I mean, that was the last question. We just allowed you to oh. keep going. <laughs> you know what, yeah? Me and, me and Jay have this argument like at least once a month. <laughs> I can, I can, I can imagine, you know. And we never get any closer to a to a like to an agreement. I mean, it's it's quite cool. Like the fact that you guys work together a lot, you guys have so much in common, but still have such opposing views on how things run yeah. in like in Africa in particular is quite interesting. Like forget like melodies and drums, yeah. Like the fact that you guys <laughs> disagree on how on how to keep music in Africa, like Ron doesn't think that the money really needs to stay. If you got it, you got it. Like if you get the contract, get the contract. Whereas Jay's a lot more focused on trying to keep like everything growing from within. So it is like yeah, two, two completely conflicting opinions and but I mean both I'm, valid. So I'm tired of getting exploited, man. Fucking hell. <laughs> I mean, yeah, fair. But then but then my 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 stance isn't to allow myself to be exploited. My stance is to be smarter and exploit them back. How can you how do you exploit? You can't explain. Hey, we're gonna start again. <laughs> we're gonna start again. Say so, yeah, yeah, true.